welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Welcome is indeed. Jesse will be out for two days, and we're going to have Dr. French, Dr. Scott French, coming in to talk about near-death experiences. And then on Tuesday, we're going to have our good friend, Father Charles Murr. He's going to be talking about the traditional Latin Mass and what's going on with that. So stay with us there. Uh, today, though, I have some good news. I, I thought, man, to know to get you know your your file that you need to know file. Virginia Republicans defeat constitutional amendment to legalize abortions up to birth. God bless them. They um, they had a fifty to forty five vote, so it was close, and um, that's good for the babies, obviously. Also, maybe you hadn't heard of this priest, but Father Gore is a priest from England. He was conceived in the context of violence. His mother was raped. And he said, his mother chose life for me. And he is a pro-life priest for a very good reason, right? I mean, wow, his mother's pro-life. And uh, it's interesting because he was the two British Catholics who were acquitted of all charges relating to praying outside an abortion facility in England in the city of Birmingham. And one of them was a Catholic priest. And He's an amazing priest, and he stands up for life, and God bless him for that. So those are the two good news stories that I wanted to share. Also, I wanted to uh, make a note that um, we are going to take a little different gospel today. It's an optional gospel, but I think it fits in with Fulton Sheen's quote of the day. And so I'd like to do that at this time a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Open your Bible to Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 29. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty deeds in your name? Then I will declare to them solemnly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rains fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house. But it did not collapse. It has been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine, but does not act on them, will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rains fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house. And it collapsed and was completely ruined. When Jesus finished these words, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This Gospel hit me hard because we hear so many people today talk about everybody being saved. That's not what the Bible says. And so, you know, I, I think it's important for us to really look at this and ask ourselves, you know, a, a life of holiness is the key to living in the state of grace to be saved. 
So just because you got some good works or you're, you know, you're you're giving money to whatever, that doesn't cut it, man. What cuts it is personal holiness, following the the, the Bible, following the uh, the perennial teachings of the church. That's how we get to heaven. Now there was a a man like uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen who constantly would tell people, you know, about teaching you about heaven and hell and purgatory, the final three things, you know, the things, the four last things. Yeah, he talked a lot about that. And when I get to Bishop Sheen's quote, you'll see how it fits into this gospel. I just want to remind everybody that uh, I think of Fulton Sheen often, and I wanted to remind people that this man worked, you know, tirelessly. Uh, His working day was a 19-hour day. How many people realize that? He was focused on, remember that video I showed two weeks ago on Monday about him saying the church's perennial teachings can't change? He had one thing on the mind, his souls. He said, if souls are saved, everything is saved. In 1946 alone, he was writing between, are you ready, himself, 150 to 200 letters a day. In the early 50s, his television show would generate, now this is unbelievable, between 15,000 and 25,000 letters per day, per day. He answered as many as his working schedule would allow. He had secretaries, because how do you do that? Now, we don't have a Fulton Sheen today, but remember, and this is what I loved about reading his Treasure and Clay book, his autobiography, even when he had open-heart surgery and was confined to a bed, he was still instructing people with convert courses. What a guy, huh? Wow. So I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, as you know, December 9th at 7.15 in the evening after he was instructing a couple in the morning about marriage preparations, the guy never stopped. I mean, the last minute. Why do you think I said, you know, when am I going to stop? Five minutes after I'm I'm dead because this is our model, Fulton Sheen, because he modeled Jesus Christ. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now, his Bishop Sheen. Oh, Sheen. See how this fits into the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. In his 366-page autobiography, Treasure and Clay, I really recommend people to read it, he said this. He said, there's three surprises that await him in heaven. I love this. The first is that he will see people there whom he did not expect to see. The second surprise, he will not see people he expected to see. And the third surprise, he said, the biggest surprise even relying on God's mercy, is that he will find himself there. So I thought that was appropriate. I hope and pray I can get to heaven, uh, you know, through just uh, you know, living in the presence of God. I wanted to make an announcement on two things for right now. <clears throat> As you know, I talk about the Anglican Ordinariate being here at the Historic Sacred Heart Chapel. Well, my wife and myself and my engineer, Richard O'Bannon, he's, we're both all into catechesis, we are going to be teaching the convert course at our parish, but it's not the RCIA program that takes two years. Our program will be somewhere between six and 12 weeks. We'll be using Archbishop Sheen's Life is Worth Living. We'll be using the Baltimore Catechism number four that TAN publishes. Why? Because we think we can give people the faith and they can accept it and be ready to be baptized in just you know, 60, 90 days. And uh, our pastor supports us. So if you know someone who says, hey, I want to become a Catholic, they're in Southern California, 
Get, have them contact us because we'll, we're willing to do that. Another announcement I'm going to make right now publicly, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow with Father Charles Murr, the TLM, the traditional Latin Mass. Uh, now uh, many parishes, I keep reading on the Internet, different dioceses are going to be stopping the Masses at the parish level because of the Holy Father's latest declaration. And that means they have to go to oratories, retreat houses, or or, uh, private chapels. Well, for those who, you know, we have funerals here all the time. We can put a couple hundred people, 300 people, we can pack in for a Mass. So we're going to offer to parishes that can't do their Mass, the traditional Latin Mass at their parish, and they're nearby here at this historic Sacred Heart Chapel, and I give my cell number out to people. That's why I'm always on the phone. 661-972-7872. Some people think I'm crazy. Well, you know what? That phone I won't be able to answer when I'm dead. But, you know, right now I can still answer it. And I will encourage the, those people who are interested in having a traditional Latin mass at our chapel. We're quite busy, but I think we could fit one or two masses in more. So all Sunday we'll have masses going on, um, you know, every Sunday. So that's my, my announcement, and again, I uh, make that announcement about the RCIA. It's not the RCIA in the Anglican Ordinariate. It's kind of the old school where a priest would take somebody in six weeks and instruct them in the faith. And what we're going to do is something similar using Archbishop Sheen's Life is Worth Living. It's his personal conversion. Uh, it's his personal conversion teachings for people who become a Catholic. So you can't go better than Fulton Sheen, and I'll say the Baltimore Catechism, number four. And there'll be much more that we're going to give. But I guarantee you, the folks are going to know the faith, because I I have to tell you, 80% of the people who go through RCIA for the last 50 years, they're not practicing their faith. That's the statistics I got. So something's not right. And I'm grateful that our pastor, Father Glenn Button, is allowing us to do an RC, well, do a convert course with lay people running it, and he trusts that we're going to give these people the faith and so that he can be baptizing people year-round. I know I'm going to get in trouble for that, but you know what? What a great thing to get in trouble for, teaching people the faith. Can't think of a better thing I'd want to be doing. All right, when we come back, we're going to have Dr. French, Dr. Scott French, talk about this near-death experiences that are going on. And, you know, let's be honest. You just have to put YouTube on, and you see these people who are have no faith. They think that when they die, they're done. That's it. And that's not it. And he's going to show some scientific and also Eucharistic miracles that show the supernatural aspect of the soul. And I think we do need to address the eternal soul aspect because with the French Revolution and uh, the revolution in Russia and all, throwing God out with communism, we need to address these issues. And I can't think of a better guy than Dr. Scott French medical doctor who's done work with Father Spitzer and I can't wait to get him on the air when we come back we'll have him as I say to everybody I'm too blessed to be stressed I'm too anointed to be disappointed and if hope was money I'd be a billionaire stay with us family we'll be right back Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Dr. Scott French, welcome again to the Terry and Jesse Show, my friend. Thanks, Terry. Uh, great to be here. Oh, we're just Always excited stay. to have you every time. We always have inf- good information. And, you know, this title, new, uh, that near-death 
experiences. You've talked a little bit in the past, but we can't say enough about it because we're living in a culture that really has lost the supernatural, the eternal value of a soul and life. And so I'd like to have you talk a little bit about uh, your experience as a medical doctor and also as a man of faith, works with Father Spitzer. And, you know, you're, you're giving talks on Eucharistic miracles, a shroud of Turin. You're on fire for the faith, but how do you integrate the faith and reason into a world that acts like God doesn't exist? Yeah, great question. Um, well, what's, what's uh, tragic is that um, we used to understand this during the Christendom era. <laughs> That's right. Up until the Enlightenment era, we understood that God created the material world as well as the immaterial world. Yeah. What's happened since the 1500s when we had the split and when Christendom didn't speak with one voice anymore is slowly but surely what's happened is that we now think that science can answer <laughs> everything. Uh, but what people tend to forget is the reason that we even have science is that God created a natural world mm -hmm. that was life permitting and that's, you know, revealed with the Big Bang Theory uh, from a Catholic priest, George Lemaitre. Mm -hmm. And now more physicists than ever believe uh, that, you know, that there was a creator mm -hmm. who set all the constants at the moment of the time of bang, uh, Big Bang. Right. And also that's when time began, you know, something. So something outside of time and space created the Big Bang 13.8 billion years ago. That, that was really proven by the, the Hubble telescope. The, the theory was that if the galaxies are accelerating uh, and, and moving outward, so if the universe is expanding, mm -hmm. you can rewind time. And that's what the Hubble telescope was sent up to do. And it validated that, yes, the universe is expanding. And so 13.8 billion years ago, from a singularity out of nothing, ex nihilo, the uh, universe, the material universe was created. Awesome. And, 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 and we think that we are, our life is from the material world, but the Bible tells us, and now science is telling us with these near death experiences, yeah. as well as God knew that we'd be in this point because he's again, outside of time right. that we need help that science and faith are not compatible. They're synergistic because you couldn't have science without a knowable universe. And so if you think about what's going on in our culture right now is that while we quote unquote believe in science, we didn't believe in science with respect to COVID, right? We didn't believe that, you know, natural immunity is always superior to right. a vaccine. And we didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't follow the natural law of viruses sure. that they um, that they mutate to become less lethal and more infective. But we thought that that was could be, you know, invalidated. And and the same thing with uh, with abortion. So we think we create life. No, we participate in it. Amen. Uh, but, that, but life comes from God. And we'll go through some Bible verses that show that. But again, that's really what's happened is that we think we're in charge of, of life and that it's part of the material world. And that's really what near-death experiences help expose. So, um, so again, let me just use this Bible verse and we'll go. Sure. Then we I love the scripture backup. Yeah. Uh, to, then we can launch into um, sure. the near-death experiences. So, so again, in John, 
Because remember, John's gospel is unique because he's fighting the Gnostics. Mm -hmm. And the Gnostics believe that um, there was secret knowledge. Only the elites knew, right? <laughs> secret knowledge. And, 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 and then in the 11th century with the Cathars and Albigensians, they believed the body was bad and the spirit was good. So think, think what, what today's world we have now. People are bad. Earth, Mother Earth is good. If we get rid of people, we'll be better. <laughs> exactly what's going on today. So, so we're back to the Gnostic exactly. era. So, 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 so John's gospel is really present in terms of that's really what, so that's what he was dealing with. He was yeah. dealing with the Gnostics. So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God mm -hmm. and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. So basically what this is saying is Jesus, because that's what the Gnostics were saying. Jesus, yeah, he's not really quite God. He's kind of just a little bit lesser than God. And like one of the many heresies that we faced in the first several centuries. It took 300 years or so to, to fight off the Gnostic heresy. And without him, not anything was made. That's what the Arian heresy came from. And not anything... And without him, without him, not anything was made that was made. So again, in the, in the Bible, because again, remember the audience he's speaking to, they understood that he meant the material and the immaterial world. But in today's world, we think they're just, they're just the Bible just refers to the material world. But again, what do they think angels are? You know, <laughs> what do they think our soul is? It's immaterial. Yep. Our soul doesn't die. And that's what near-death experiences show. The body dies and God, you know, when Jesus was erected, it shows, and that's what the Eucharistic miracles show. Yes. They show that the body is resurrected. So the material world comes back, but the immaterial world is immortal. And, and with Jesus's um, sacrifice on the cross, with his passion, he then redeemed us. And now we actually have bodies. That's what the devil's upset about. So that's why he's always trying to have us attack our bodies and our bodies aren't right. You know, you're, you're a woman in a man's body and vice versa. That's all from Satan. Confused people think that we are not made in the image and likeness of God and we're loved by God. Doc, can I jump in? Because we have a couple hundred funerals here at our chapel a year. We probably do more funerals than most parishes. Probably, yeah, a lot more. I've got one coming today from four to eight. And what I've noticed in the last couple of years, and this ties into your near-death experiences, that we've seen people uh, say that, yeah, we used to have a traditional, these are Catholics, okay, that we have Catholic uh, funerals. And they do not want to have the traditional rosary vigil, mass in the morning the following day. Um, they, uh, they see it as, Grandma uh, dies, uh, will cremate the body, which is, is legitimate in the Catholic Church in the last 50 years, as long as they don't deny the resurrection. But I, I see it actually saying that they, they tell me, you know, they have, yeah, we're just going to cremate Grandma, and then put her on an urn up on our fireplace, which is not a Catholic approach. The body is is sacred, and so what I'm noticing is they're addressing death from a perspective of a very practical, okay, what's the least expensive way to do this? And uh, since we don't believe in a, a supernatural life, there's no mass. Let's get it over with quick. There's no uh, praying for the uh, for grandma or for grandpa or whoever died. 
They just want to say goodbye because they, they, they've lost that aspect that there is life after death. So I, I bring this up to you because I see it almost on a daily basis. Well, yeah, I see it. I see it in, in medicine, too. People okay. have, again, because, again, what's happened is that science can explain everything. Yeah. We're just a bunch of molecules. There you go randomly associated yeah, yeah right um, and so and so how and so how, how i counter that is the following i'm i'm all ears so so um and we'll get we'll get that with um near-death experience so let me just finish sure. it off the yeah no, that's good stuff so, yep in him was life this is still john one right in him was life so god is life it comes directly from god the immaterial world comes directly from god mm -hmm. the material world comes directly but indirectly he uses secondary causes sure. right yes causes. of course so but the life comes directly from god and the life was the light of men again truth um, the light shines in the darkness, which is what we're starting to see now with COVID yeah. and, and the, the, the move against the transgender, which is horrifically destroying our oh, children. Big time. 2,000, 2,000% increase in suicides in, in trans people. 2,000%. So bad that Sweden, who was way ahead of the curve, they started this back in the 70s, yeah. way behind the curve. They have abandoned it because it destroys it destroys your youth. So if we wow. want to destroy our youth, Let's keep going. But if we don't, and we want to protect our children, yeah, which we used to do, you know, children need to be protected because they're not fully formed. They're not little adults. They right. don't have they don't have fully rational minds yet. I mean, we we, we should be protecting, but instead we're we're abusing them. It's yeah, child abuse. Wow. Uh, and that darkness will not overcome it. Right. So so again, just back to near death experiences. We'll we'll, we'll get segue into that. But sure. let's first talk about thought yeah so you're thinking you're speaking i'm speaking um we each realize we have thoughts right yeah. <laughs> okay so how do we know that is it so is thought part of the material world well that's what near-death experiences uh, show is it's not part of the material world but just first just from a logical standpoint so how do electrons so if we're just matter right if our if our soul is just matter if our life is just matter, then how do electrons spinning around protons and neutrons cause thought? How do they cause the concept of the number three? How, do, how does that happen? I mean, no one can explain that, right? Because, because life isn't from the material world. Our bodies are from the material world, but life's not from the material world. Okay. Second thing is, is that a couple billion years ago, the earth was rocks and water. How do you get walking, talking, thinking rocks? <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah, really. <laughs> how does that happen? I mean, so science can't explain. Science can answer the how. Yeah. But it can't answer why. Why is there life? Science can't answer it because science is based on observation. You have a theory. You design an experiment. You uh, uh, And so the natural laws, the natural world, the physical world does follow scientific laws. We know the speed of light. We know... Entropy is what we call aging, right? That cells, they deteriorate, they follow that law. Our, our cells deteriorate. Sure. They're following the natural law. They're part of the material world. But life is not part of the material world. And again, proven by both the 21st century Eucharistic miracles, as well as um, the near-death experiences. So what are near-death experiences? Um, so what near-death experiences are 
is a um, person has what we call clinical death. In other words, you see people getting CPR, just like a football player in the NFL, you know, he's getting CPR. So his brain is not working, right? His heart's not working. So he's, he's not capable of using his brain to think, right? So um, what's interesting in these near-death experiences, which of their thousands across the world uh, uh, that are um, studied and validated by doctors and psychologists, psychiatrists, is that the ones that are from people born blind, in other words, they have no neurons in their brain that have in visual information and children. So, uh, so, the, so, so people blind from birth, Hang on, no that's, hang, hang on, this is a good story. When we come back, blind at birth, near-death experiences, what's the connections? Dr. French will give us all of the above when we come back on the Terry and Jesse Show here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. You won't want to miss this. This is going to be mind-boggling to hear. We'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Dr. French is here talking about near-death experiences. Father, our bishop, yeah, bishop, our father, how about he? He is a father. He's got a, a kids. Doc, what were you just mentioning right before we had to end the break? You were telling a little story. Set us back up for that. So, so again, we're going to talk about near-death experiences mm-hmm. and, and the one, what a near-death experience is, is someone who's what we call clinically dead. In other words, they're getting CPR, uh, you know, the heart's not working, their brain's not working, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're pumping on their chest. And some of these people come back. The ones that are interesting, uh, the most interesting ones are people blind from birth. So in other words, they don't have any visual neurons in mm-hmm. the brain. So we have different neurons uh, in the brain and, and they don't have any visual neurons. So they, cause they've never seen. Um, so, so, um, when they have a near death experience, uh, there's many of these stories, but my favorite one is a gentleman who, again, who was blind from birth, having mm-hmm. some sort of surgery yes. in a hospital mm-hmm. and he, he goes into cardiac arrest his soul floats out of his body. Awesome. So we're, we're in, we're, we're, it's in soul body. He floats yep. through, floats away from his body. He sees them and actually hears what they're, what they're saying. So again, he's blind from birth, but now he sees, right? So that means that, you know, the soul is, you know, it's somehow constrained by the body, obviously. Right. Right. Because it can see and it can hear. And yet, you know, brain's not working. So it's not hearing through the ears and it's not seeing through the eyes and this guy's blind from birth. So mm-hmm. how do you see, how do you hear? Yep. But, um, uh, and it floats through the hospital walls and then floats outside the fourth floor. Now, again, he's never seen a hospital, never seen hospital walls floats through the, uh, uh, outside window on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm just like Jesus, remember? And he, Oh asked, yeah. Yes. Just like Jesus, you know, that's why it's in the Bible. Everything's in the Bible for a reason to, to, to educate us. And again, that was an audience that didn't understand science because it was pre-science, you know, now we understand science and now think science can explain everything. So he floats through the wall, the, the windowsill and he sees again, his brain's not working. <laughs> 
<laughs> he sees, he's never been able to see, but he sees a pair of red sneakers. He doesn't know what the color red is. He doesn't know what sneakers are. Amazing. And, and he comes back. He's resuscitated. He comes back and he tells this to the folks there. And they go, right, right. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Well, they're there. And there are thousands of these stories across the world. Isn't that incredible. And and I will tell you that when I whenever I give a talk mm-hmm. and there's more than 50 people in the room, invariably at the end of the talk, they'll come up to me and say, Well, my aunt, you know, my whatever, sure. they have a friend that had the same thing happen to them. Incredible. They had a near-death experience. And 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 then children, the other ones that are very interesting are children, they meet dead relatives. Yeah. And they say, who's Aunt Maude? You know, well, she died <laughs> 30 years ago. Um, and then what they all have in common. What's that? They've lost their fear of death. Wow. Because they know there's something better on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And so what did we just go through with COVID pandemic? Fear of death. Fear, fear of death. Fear, fear, fear. You're going to get that. Yep. Well, these people lose their fear of death, which what we had in the first couple of centuries. Because remember, the Christians, which were all Catholic at that point, would sing, sing on their way to martyrdom because That's they up. knew yep. that God created both the material world as well as the immaterial world. And the immaterial world is our soul. Sure. And that he's in charge, not doctors. Took me a while to figure that out, but I'm not in charge of life and death. So <laughs> I finally figured that out. So, so um, it, that's what's going on. So that that's why, and there's thousands of, in fact, it's so overwhelming that the New York Academy of Sciences, the evidence is overwhelming that they, these are real. You know, doc, we had, we had Paul Zaccarelli, just, just a quick note. Paul Zaccarelli was on our fate on our show about a year ago, and he's published a book called an, a ordinary man's journey to the presence of God. And that he had that out of death, uh, out of soul, you know, out of body, out of body yeah. experience. And he he, t- he came on the show and explain, explained what happened. And he was so blown away that he went to Bishop Olmstead in Phoenix to tell him and what happened. And so the uh, bishop encouraged him to journalist and put this out. Well, he's been on EWTN. He's been all over the country. But one of many people who have had this. So we got to acknowledge that this is a fact now. I mean, it's not just... Hearsay. Too many people are saying the same thing. Isn't that right? I mean, you're hearing it all over again. Thousands, thousands. across the world. Okay. Across the world. Right. Val again validated. They, you know, they, 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 you know, um, they get validated by doctors and psychiatrists because, because again, you can, you could be on drugs or whatever and have this experience. So they validate that this, these, these events really occurred. That they, you know, they yeah. were clinically dead, came back, and they had these experiences. And again, they all have in common, they lose their fear of death. Isn't that interesting? Now, Now, there are a few that have an experience of hell. And so I've read about those. They repent. They repent. Yes. You know that hell is real, too. Yes, I've heard that. So so um, but anyway, but again, what what this shows is the mind is more than the material world. Absolutely. That's what's really what we've lost because we're so smart. We're so woke. We've lost that that we are. Yes, our bodies are material, Mm -hmm. but life is not part of the material world. Because, again, like I said earlier, how do you get thoughts out of electrons spinning around protons and neutrons? If we were just matter, that doesn't make any sense. How does that how does how does that make any sense? And again, 
several billion years ago, the earth was rocks and water. How do you get thinking, talking, walking, dancing, singing rocks? You just, how do you, how's that happen? <laughs> Those are questions that are, need to be answered. And, and, <laughs> and again, our Catholic faith, this is why I say, Doc, that today in a world that acts like God doesn't exist, our Catholic faith gives all the right answers to the questions that man has been asking since the beginning. Why am I here? Where am I going? Well, again, we're, war we're warned about it in scriptures in Colossians yep. 2. See to it that no one makes prey of you by philosophy. Yes. False teaching, of course, sure. and empty deceit according to human tradition. Right. You know, that, hey, we created ourselves. I can change my sex. I can, oh, I, see, that I'm awesome. I'm God. Who needs God? <laughs> yeah. And, and according to the elemental spirits of the universe, right. not according to Christ. That's exactly where we are. Today. Exactly. exactly where and, we are. and what blows me away, Doc, is I've met people on planes when I'm traveling, and they actually, this new age stuff, they say, yeah, I'm my own God. That they really right. truly believe that they're independent of anybody else, that it's, it's the, I use the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. It's a narcissistic approach that says, Life is all about me. Whatever I, my truth, your truth. I'm, my truth is more is going to trump your truth. And and well, that's real. That's relativism. Yes. we've spoken about that. That's in yeah. John eighteen. Yeah. Just to, re, to remind, uh, sure. just, moral relativism. John, when John in John eighteen, when yeah. when Pontius Pilate is interrogating Jesus, he yeah. says, you know, he asked Jesus, you know, why are you here? You say you're a king. Why are you here? Right. And Jesus says, what does he say? I'm here to save the planet. No, he doesn't say no. that. He says, I'm here to proclaim the truth. <laughs> Amen, brother. And then what does he say in John 8? And you will know the truth and the truth That's will set you free. Well, they'll set you free from fear of death, which is in Hebrews 2, 14 through 15. Fear of death comes from Satan. And what do we just go through? Fear of death. Yeah. And back in the, back in the day, in the fourth century, when they had the plagues that killed 90, 90% of the population, mm -hmm. They still had mass because they knew God's in charge of life. Right. I mean, they took precautions, but they but they didn't cancel church. And like like I always say, what this this virus clearly doesn't like Christians because you could go to a riot, <laughs> but you couldn't go to a church. Yeah, you can go to Walmart you could, too. You could you could get an abortion, yep. but you could go to a pro life clinic. Well, so said. this virus was incredibly smart. So talk <laughs> about near death experiences. Viruses don't have a brain, but obviously they do. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know that. So again, so you pick you know pick it. Do, do do viruses think or not? You know. So so I mean that's what's really going on is 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 upset, and that's why that's why our children are being assaulted. So from 2007 to 2017, there was a 50% increase in suicides in our youth. Can I just um, jump in and tell you, I just had a friend of mine at breakfast that his son, 21 years old, uh, committed suicide over the weekend right here in Southern California. And he was devastated by it, obviously. But this is, so we have to ask ourselves, what is going on? That's what, what is causing this increase in not just suicide, but um, also the uh, mental uh, mental problems where uh, depression, uh, people are on medication much greater than we've ever been before. Yeah, drug, the drug, uh, accidental what's drug missing? What's missing? Anxiety. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it's because, again, your purpose in life, yep. according to the culture, is, first of all, the culture d divides everybody into oppressor and oppressed. Yeah. 
Oh, so you have no worth in life other than maybe to be a consumer. I'm not sure Incredible. what your value is, Incredible. but, but, um, but, but with, you know, because there's no God and God's a loving creator and right. every person is precious to him, but the culture only certain people are precious to the culture <laughs> and even they can be canceled. And so that affects children. <laughs> Number two, they're told that their mother could have been a movie star had they not been born. And so that makes some people depressed and yeah. anxious. Um, and then they're told that, you know, uh, if there was a God, he's a mean God because you actually are a woman in a man's body and that's a mistake. And so, and so that's why there's a 2000% increase. So again, like Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So yes, we're doing a great job. We're in this giant experiment of trying to destroy our children. It's working. Yeah. I mean, let's just keep on going. Let's make everybody trans. Let's, uh, let, you know, let's just do it. Let's, let's abort every kid we can because it's making people really happy and and they're doing great. But it's Doc, just, wouldn't we wouldn't we ask a question if we saw birds or elephants or whatever animal was killing their offspring? Wouldn't we ask the question, what's wrong? What's wrong well, with it? Well, see, again, because again, re remember, yeah. life comes from, you know, the, the, the life comes from us. See, God didn't create life. See, we don't, see, that's what's happened that's is air. people have been convinced yeah, they're there. that that's, there's only the material world and you go into nothingness. Again, that's one of the causes of depression. You go into nothingness. Yeah. So, wow. And so, you know, eat, drink, and be merry. That's what, remember, that's what St. Paul says. Yeah. If there was no resurrection, eat, drink, and be merry because we're fools. We're greater fools than all people. And that's, Amen. that's where we are today. And we'll be back with Dr. French with more of near-death experiences on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Dr. Scott French is with us talking about near-death experiences. And he's backing it up with Scripture, what our faith tells us about death and life. And, Doc, uh, you, I know you have storytelling because I love this story you just told about the man that was born blind that he could see and describe things I, I, about the bird outside his door. And I mean, that that just goes to show you that there's more than what the eye sees uh, in our world today. I think that that's a message that our world needs to hear, that there is the supernatural life and not just this natural life. They integrate. Right. Yeah. And, and I think I'd like to close out with... Um, the, the real answer is actually the Eucharist and it's, Amen. Not, not, it's not, a, it's not a coincidence. So, so uh, again, God was trying to give us hints uh, with the gospels. And so let's go to John six, just for a second or so. Um, and, and so um, John six, uh, 48, you know, yep. I am the bread of life. Sure. John 49, 649, your fathers ate, ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. So in other words, the bread, and you know, again, our father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, kingdom come, you know, give us this day our daily bread. He's not talking about physical bread. He's talking about the bread of life. Okay. Sure. Um, and, and, and then John 651, I am the living bread, which came down, living bread, which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, she will live forever. And the bread I, that I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. So what did one of the church fathers call the Eucharist? Mm -hmm. The medicine of immortality. Yep. 
Um, and then um, and then in John 6, 63, if it is the spirit that gives life. So you remember what you said, we've lost that sense. We think the material world gives life. No, no, Jesus is telling us it's the spirit that gives life. And, and if he's the second person of, of God and his word creates, then he's responsible for our lives. I mean, he, he basically thanks us, speaks us into existence. Um, the words that I have spoken to you, the words, so he speaks. And so when John, and, you know, Matthew 26, 26, when he says, this is my body, it becomes his body because he's, if he's the second person of the Trinity and he created the word created, the, yeah, the world was created by the word that, that, that's, that's, that's why it's in John's gospel. Mm -hmm. And we've lost that yeah. because so either, and the nice thing about truth is it's binary it's either true or not either there is a god or there's not a god you know either right. jesus was the second person or not there either was a resurrection or what you're either an eternal creature uh, an immortal uh, creature uh, with your soul and and your body's right or it isn't and and the evidence points to the affirmative uh, i've yet to see evidence pointing the opposite but you know bring it on that the, there's plenty of evidence and that's what the 21st century eucharistic miracles are we'll have to do that in another show oh yeah going you, you do they, give, but let me just jump in. You do give presentations on Eucharistic miracles. And if people want to do that, they can contact Virgin Most Powerful and I'll put them in touch with you. Continue, yeah. please. Yeah. So it, 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 it takes more than a few minutes to do oh, this. Yeah. Basically, uh, it's living heart tissue with type Cardiac. 80 blood, the same that's in the Shroud of Turin. Yep. So, so through time and space. Wow. So, I mean, so these are, these are things. And so, yes, it's possible it was aliens that, that they have <laughs> superior technology that can travel through time or it's God, one of the two, it's not forgery. It's not made up. These are scientists looking at 21st century Eucharistic miracles that host turns into living heart tissue. And it also relates to the Bible verse in uh, uh, Luke twenty-two forty-four. When you know Jesus sweats blood, that's a heart under stress, and and in all these Eucharistic miracles, twenty uh, first century Eucharistic miracles, they are um, it's living heart tissue under stress because it's got white blood cells in the heart tissue. White blood cells exist outside a living body only about thirty minutes. Mm. So again, that's Jesus saying to us, "Hey guys, life comes from me, yeah. not from the material world." Yeah. And Doc, you not only give presentations on the Holy Eucharist, you could, like you say, an hour and a half of Eucharistic miracles, but also um, this is Lent right now, and you've got, are there any places that you're doing the Shroud of Turin locally here in Southern California? Uh, not locally. I'm doing a bunch of, I'm doing a bunch of, yeah, over the next Other place. Weeks. But if people all, want, all over the place. If, you, yeah. if people want to have you come to speak on the Shroud of Turin, contact us here at Virgin Most Powerful. We'd love to do that. Doc, how can you wrap it up? We got about five minutes. Well, again, um, God knew we were going to be in this position that we are today. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's the 21st century Eucharistic miracles. Um, the Eucharist really is the solution to all this, is that man is not his own God. That's, I mean, go back to Genesis 3. That's what happened there. We wanted to be God without God. And that's where we are today. And this is, you know, we have not you know, we've not been properly taught. We all have not been properly taught. And we just have to get back to, it's all there. Mm -hmm. And now we have advanced science. So we can see that 
yeah, this stuff, it really is. And just for example, mm -hmm. the, um, the Eucharistic miracle in Sokoka, Poland is, was on October, uh, 20, uh, October 12, 2008. And, um, under electron microscopy, it basically is affirming transubstantiation. You can't wow. tell the bread stops and the heart tissue begins. Yep. And, and, and those, the scientists that did that were not believers. They were attacked by multiple, mm -hmm. <laughs> the press and all that saying, you guys killed a human and made fake. I mean, it's just, this stuff is, the evidence is overwhelming. The last Eucharistic miracle, God is just, he's basically shouting to us. Uh, the last Eucharistic miracle happens to be just by coincidence, mm -hmm. December 25th, 2013. Word became flesh. <laughs> so, I mean, this stuff is real yes. and it's being suppressed just like everything in the truth. But you know that the light overcomes the darkness. Amen. See that happen. So, it, uh, it, you know, it's out there. Yes. You know, God's in charge. Um, and, and, you know, that's where life comes from. And we do have an immortal soul. Yeah. So we want to make sure it goes to the right destination and our bodies are resurrected. So. Wow. And I want to recommend again that uh, people really look at what the catechism has to say about the soul. There's a nice section in there and about, um, you know, the Eucharist, the whole chapter of John 6. We think, I think it was last Friday, we did a whole series on a whole whole hour on the real presence of Christ and the Eucharist. You know, Vatican II calls it the source and summit of the Christian life. But it, what happens is... the it, source of immortality. It's, yes. It's one of the reasons, it's one of the primary reasons Jesus came and was incarnated on earth. I yeah. mean, that's what we're celebrating. It's, that's, yes. you know, he's the, it's the medicine of immortality. It's, Amen. It is what it, we become part of him. He becomes part of us. It's the whole, it, that was part of his salvation plan from the very beginning. Well said, and you remember I mentioned Bishop Sheen at the beginning of the show, how he spent 60 years of daily holy hours where he would adore Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And remember, this is a man who was getting 25,000 letters a day because he taught the faith to people. And I want to re remind everybody, Doc, you probably didn't hear this, but we're going to be presenting Bishop Fulton Sheen's convert course as part of a a, a convert course we're teaching here at the Sacred Heart Chapel for the Anglican Ordinariate, which is a Catholic a group that came in in 2008. We're going to be taking Fulton Sheen's material that he would give you to study about the faith before you became Catholic. And plus, we're taking the Baltimore Catechism Number 4, the adult catechism, for you to study in your faith. And we're going to be able to get people through within 6 to 12 weeks to be able to be ready to be baptized as a Catholic. And this is just unheard of, but I wanted to remind people that it's because the Anglican Ordinariate has their own way of bringing converts into the Catholic faith, and it'll be much more efficient. And I really will say this, Doc, we will give people the absolute teachings of the Church, the perennial teachings of the Church, nothing watered down. And I believe that if you have friends or relatives who want to become Catholic, send them our way here in Southern California. Doc, what else would you like to leave our listeners with on this issue of the near-death experience. Well, just like uh, you mentioned, Eucharistic adoration mm. is incredibly important. Mm. Uh, prayers, reading, you know, reading the Bible, uh, but Eucharistic ad adoration has yeah. changed. All the great saints oh, uh, yeah. did lots of Eucharistic adoration. They understood the connection. Amen. They now have the science to show that uh, this stuff is in fact validated. Yeah. Um, you can't always, you can't prove something supernatural, but you can certainly, uh, the probability is so minuscule that this is, you know, what's the alternative explanation? Uh, he did this for us. I mean, 
if he did any more, we'd lose our free will, right? Exactly. I mean, he's 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 given us everything we can do. He can, you know, but without, you know, he respects our free will. Yeah, people people can still not believe, but again, they're not being very scientific about it because science actually affects just the opposite of what the culture says. Yeah. When it comes to the Big Bang theory, when it comes to near death experiences, when it comes to Eucharistic miracles, science has no answer for it. Does not have an answer for it. Right. Um, and so. But but um, we do, yep. and, 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 and but they work hand in hand. Yep. Again, without a knowable universe that follows natural laws, you couldn't do science. No. So, so science and faith aren't, aren't compatible. They're synergistic. You couldn't have <laughs> science without a, a creator God that created noble universe. And we have created in the image, we have rational minds. What our problem is, is we believe in relativism, you know, my truth is my truth, your yeah. truth is your truth. And we don't believe in logic anymore. You know, that we don't believe in reality anymore. Yeah. Truth is reality. And that's what people need to keep in mind. You know, you're genetically either a male or female. That's just the truth of it. That's just. And, and doc, with over yeah. 50,000 people just on that last topic, <clears throat> coming back and saying after they've had sex changes, they regret it. It seems to me that what part don't we understand? I know certain states now are forbidding it to be done because we're realizing, but it just seems like common sense ain't that common. I mean, there was a time when you knew that you're male or you're female. We're so confused today. Well, again, we, 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 Satan's really good at changing the meaning of words. So we call reproductive health care the killing of one Ugh. patient. And then the, the other patient has a 50 to 100% increase in suicides, the mom yeah. has, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, infertility issues, cancer, sure. all these things. So how are we call it health? What also means that the baby's a disease. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, how is that healthcare? Same thing with trans. Oh, it's loving. No, loving is protecting your children from harm. Yeah. A 2000% increase in suicide. I think most parents would rather they die than their children. Die. Of and course. What's going on with this? Yeah. Wow. Dr. French, thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat you like you're Jesse Romero right now. I'm going to ask you a, a big question. What state should we be living in, brother? State of grace. Amen. And you know what? We, this is the Lenten time. What a great time to get to confession and renew that faith in Jesus Christ. And also, let's don't forget what Our Lady of Fatima said. She said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. We can intercede for the salvation of your loved ones, for anyone around the world by offering it up to Jesus Christ. So will you be willing to make a little sacrifice today for the salvation of a soul? Please say yes, because I think it's important every day to have a mindset that if souls are saved, everything is saved. And if souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. Thanks again, Doc, for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and your family.